So this is officially the launch of Project 996. I'm like crazy excited. I'm here in the auto amateur garage with Steve and Pat. And uh, this is it. This is like, girl, it's yeah, this is what we're going to be doing for the next six months, a year. Yeah. A month. That, <laughs> it all depends on what we end up with and, and where, we, where, where we end up going with it. True. What it is and where we're starting from. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted us to have this sort of, uh, you know, launch chat, podcast, whatever, here in the garage, as opposed to in the kitchen like we did the last one, because this is where we're going to do it. Yep. This is where, yeah. like, it's going to be transformed and, you know, we're going to spend quite a bit of time in here. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> if we're videoing in here, let's podcast in here and let's cheers, drink beers in here. You know, cheers. cheers. <laughs> so... I'll be totally honest with you. Before I bought a 911 four years ago, I was always interested in driving cars. I've always loved driving. But the idea of actually working on a car, doing any of the jobs myself, I just didn't think I would be able to do it. I didn't really get the interest. I, I worked in my friend's uh, dad's garage every now and again, you know, just like turning up and, I don't know, saying hello to customers and setting fire to stuff in the backyard without actually doing yes. any work but I've been around cars my whole life but actually working on them just never took an interest and then once I got to the end of well almost the end of doing the things I want to do on my 991 I was thinking do I trade that in do I get a project car you know what do I do and the idea of getting a project car was really exciting and then the idea of doing it with a couple of guys like together was just so cool and like when you guys were both like yeah I'm in let's do it I was sold. I mean, a project car for you, Steve. I mean, a project car for me is like a dream come true. I, you know, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Okay. Um, I've wanted to do some stuff to my car. I just haven't had the time or space to do it. Yeah. You approached me on this project, and I'm like, absolutely, it's a no-brainer. I'm, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent in. That's awesome. Yeah. And Patrick as well. Same thing. I, I've always wanted to do a project car, but I was always reluctant to do it to my own car. Just knowing, okay, it's going to take me three weeks or four weeks. That's that's three or four weeks that that car is not on the road that I'm not enjoying it. Here's oh, an opportunity to do it on a car that if it takes a week or two to get apart, I still have my other one to go enjoy. Yeah, fair enough. And that's, a, that's a huge, huge point also. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'd love to work on my car in the summer, but I don't want to, I want to drive my car in the summer. Yeah. So that leaves you to winter time to do, um, mods and maintenance, mods yeah. and mayhem, if you will. <laughs> it will and, be mayhem. With our <laughs> and, uh, you know, having that, uh, you know, cutting that downtime. I mean, we always, we always made fun of our friend Mario for, you know, cutting the end of the season short because he was always doing all these mods to his cars yeah, yeah. and yeah. He, then he couldn't go on drive so yeah there's there's that that's a really good point patrick yeah, i mean being able the the jobs that i've done on my car have been okay i've got saturday morning till saturday afternoon to get something done because sunday we're going for a drive right and it yeah. better be ready and it yeah. better be on the road yeah and safe to drive yeah you know, here's an opportunity where if we got to take apart uh, a wheel or a carrier or something like that and put new bushings in it and it takes three, four days, we still have the time to do it. Yeah. And do it right, not rush the job. Yeah, yeah. Well, since um, putting out the idea there on uh, you know YouTube or Instagram or whatever, I've probably had more interest in this idea mm -hmm. than I've had interest in probably the last half a dozen videos I've done. Not that they haven't been like, you know, 
uninteresting to people but mm. I've had so many people just like who've been watching my channel for a couple of years or have just completely never heard of me and found Project 996 just on YouTube and have started subscribing and have said what are you doing yeah I'm thinking about doing something to my car I'm thinking about getting the 996 you know tell us about it what car are you doing what jobs are you doing so many people are interested and they also want to know more about like the three of us and so, I guess people yeah. have gotten to know me a little bit through my channel um, tell us about yourself Steve well I'm a my profession is I, I'm a I, I teach college I teach machining so I'm very mechanical with my hands and, and brain and it works like that so this is kind of going to be you know easy for, for me to transition to and to working on a car um, you know I'm, I'm used to tight tolerances and stuff like that I fell in love with Porsches four years ago after I got a ride at my friend's Boxster and mm, I yeah. went and flew to Chicago the next week and bought one. <laughs> and, That's uh, called catching the ball. <laughs> yeah. So since then, and I vowed that, that I, I can't see myself not owning a, a Porsche in some yeah. fashion for the rest of my life. It's just, yeah. I, I know I'd be cheating myself if I didn't have one. And my car's not fast or flashy and by any stretch of the imagination but it is the most fun vehicle i've ever driven in my life and and did you say that your car and i think you're right is the best value for money out of all our group i mean because the horsepower you get the driving experience you get oh yeah for the price I, that you I paid truly, for it i mean i truly believe it yeah yeah, yeah. and now granted you guys will see in the in upcoming videos I'm a normal sized guy. You, it won't. I look like a midget next to these two guys, but, <laughs> but I, I promise you, I'm I'm five ten, so I'm I'm an average sized guy. It's a perfect car to drive around in. Um, if you're taller, they they can get a little tough. The boxers are a little. They're not um, meant for very tall people. But, Dude, uh, flies hit me in the face when I drive here. <laughs> You've got to wear goggles and have the top down all the time. We'll take the doors off and the roof off. And James and I will take it for a ride. There you go. There you go. So being like into machining and very good with your hands, yeah. I've already pegged you as the VIP for this project. I mean, <laughs> you're going to be leading the charge on all the complex my jobs. Goal, my personal goal with this project is to is to not just hack together a 996. I really want to get, I want I really want to gain a real intimate knowledge of that platform. Yeah, and and I want to I want to be able to put out a really really nice product that everybody is going to be jealous of. Yeah. That's the goal. I don't. I don't want to hack together a car. I want to really do it right and and do things with purpose. That's like the exact opposite of me. I want to slap a bumper sticker on the back <laughs> and a wing and be like, "Woohoo!" I'm joking. No, but no, that's that's interesting. And, and so um, you drive. It, it's a 2000 Boxster S. It's a 2001 Boxster S. 2001 yep. Boxster S. And it's black. It's black, black yeah. and black. Triple black is what they nice. call it because it's black interior, black top, yeah. and black paint. And you've already dropped the engine in yours once before already. You've done some I of the have, stuff that we're talking about doing. I have gone fairly deep into my car. Um, well, being that I took a week to research and I bought the first shiny thing I saw, <laughs> I ended up purchasing a car that probably needed more work than I originally anticipated. Um, so I had brought it to um, a local garage here, and they said that I needed $11,000 worth of work. Oof. And I said... No, I don't. No. <laughs> so I took the car back and I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I put a parts list together. It was about $2,500 in parts. I bought all the parts. I dropped the motor. I took everything apart. 
Um, I had to take the cams out of the car, which was about the scariest thing in the world. Because if you don't put them in exactly how they were, yeah, you have problems. Like you'll grenade your engine instantly. Oh. So, took the cams out, replaced all the guide bushings and everything for the for all the timing chains. Put everything back together and turned the key, and it started right up and ran perfect. Nice. So first, time. I was that was a, that was a sigh of relief, definitely. Yeah. But everything is engineered so well on these cars. It's if if you document the process and if you have a little bit of patience, that's going to be key. That's what I thought about my airbag video, but you know, moving on. I think you ran out of patience on that. I think I probably <laughs> So we're going to have to keep all the knives. Yeah, I've got a nice selection in there. You can keep the key. We're going to keep a lock and key on that there. So how about you, Pat? Tell us about yourself. Uh, my background is uh, more of the, the design and engineering. Uh, I've got an associate's degree in mechanical design and then uh, um, uh, another degree in industrial design. So I've kind of got a left brain, right brain kind of thing going on where I'll design stuff and then engineer it on the other end. And currently I do store fixtures and displays, so it's not extremely interesting. And I love more of the mechanical stuff, so this has given me an opportunity to kind of dive into that a little bit more and get into the mechanicals. And what do you drive? I drive a 2006 Carrera 4, um, 997.1. And like me, you're going back to the 996 for this job. Correct. My first one was a 2002 uh, Tiptronic C2 996. Yeah. Uh, that was my first car. That was that was kind of the culmination of my dream. I had wanted a 911 since I was 13, 14. Yeah. I was told by many relatives, oh, you'll never own one. And it was kind of the running joke in the family. Oh, Pat, when did you get your 911? And you got it yet? You got it yet? Every Christmas. Oh, I didn't know that, really. Oh, I hope you go and, like, gun the engine past their houses every Christmas Eve. Absolutely. <laughs> as yes. soon as I got the first 911, um, it, it went out to Facebook. It went out. It was known. It let everybody know. And everybody that had kidded me all through the years, all through high school and college and stuff, they, they, they knew that one day I would have one. And so it had taken me 35 years, but I worked hard, and here I am. So you're the VIP mechanic, and you're the brain power, Mr. Engineer. I'm just going to be the goof on camera. <laughs> hey, you're, the, you're the talent. Uh, I'm the talent. Yes. <laughs> I hold the camera really steady. <laughs> or the light. Or the light. light. Yeah, or the light. <laughs> you know, Patrick, what you said about, uh, you know, having people make making fun of you that you hadn't gotten a 911 yet that it, there's no there's no better motivation than people cool. telling that you can't do something i absolutely love that story yeah well, I, i've used that when people have told me you can't do it I, i've used that when i started my own company they said oh it's going to be too hard why do it that was the motivation yep all right you tell me i can't i'm gonna do it yeah so i did it yeah <laughs> And, and here you are owning a 997 and you're about to get your hands dirty with a 996. Yep. That's great. Second 911 in two years. I'm going on your rotation schedule. <laughs> Every year, year and a half, get a new one. Well, Ruthie's put the, uh, Ruthie's put the block on oh. any future Porsche sales. So <laughs> my rotations come to an end no. for a while. But I'm glad that she's behind the Project 996. Yeah. I haven't yet told her that I'm scheming Project 997 and Project 993, <laughs> but, you know, one thing at a time. Baby steps. Exactly. And, and what's the nice thing with the 996 is it's really, 
without going to like a Boxster or even older 964s and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. an entry-level vehicle that's got a lot of power, a lot of fun, and you can get them for relatively cheap now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, including the one that we're looking at, but I've seen others out there non-running to running for 12000 14000 mm-hmm. It's kind of whatever you want to spend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know we're really close to getting our hands on A996, and I'm not going to talk about that because sure. the deal isn't done and and when we do get it i'd like to sort of surprise people with it and reveal mm-hmm. it so but assuming we are going to be getting a 996 and we are going to get a coupe that's my like one thing i'm not yeah. a big fan of the cabrios i know you you're at boxes I'll, I'll tell you one thing right now i think the cabs the 911 cabs are ugly to be honest with you i have a boxster and i think the body on the boxster looks better than the cab body on the 911. The line, Bold the, statements. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The roof line of the 911 is quintessential. Right. And you lose yes. that with the cab. It's, it's forever icon. You get a big bubble butt in my, in my estimation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody can hate me for that, but that's, that's simply my opinion. Well, and you try putting that hard top piece on it to get that shape back, and it still doesn't come close to yeah. it. it. It drops off. It's lacking in some of the body seams and, and stuff like that. That yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So let's say we're getting a 996 is on the horizon next couple of weeks, fingers crossed. It's the coupe. What do you want to do with it? Whether it's jobs, specific jobs, or it's style, um, what, what are you hoping to do? My, my thing, I would like to see, A, I'd like to see it manual because I, I'm not a fan of the Tiptronic transmission. It's a great transmission that's bulletproof, yeah. but it's slow. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say we're, we're all on the manual fronts, aren't we? We're going to get okay, a manual. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'd love to see suspension suspension work done. Oh, like what? I'd love to see coilovers. Okay. Um, so, we can, so we can correct the stance of the car. Not that it needs correcting, but we can okay. get a nice and a good stance on the car and, and yep. have it track track day ready okay it'd be nice to handle around the track oh so are we going to well. track the car if if we do it's got the ability <laughs> yeah okay i don't want to i don't want to pigeonhole us into just a, a a daily driver fair enough um other than that i'd like to see some nice wheels on it and i'd like to see an updated interior um i live in that Ooh. interior okay um and i think i think that's the downfall of that generation that's along with my car my car is a 986 so 986 and 996 have identical interiors. Yeah. Um, I love my car, but there's things I would do to it. Okay. To, to really make it, uh, to really up the up the ante on the interior. So what what can you do to the interior then? Like, are you thinking recovering the seats? Are you thinking about like refacing the sort of Star Trek console in the middle? I mean, yeah. What could, are you thinking? Uh, could definitely do some. I I've got some ideas of mixed um, textiles. Like some cloth, okay. Um, some cloth and cloth parts, and then uh, leather wrap everything else, okay. And do that. No to carbon bring some fiber. Pop. Uh, hey, I've spent all my money on carbon fiber. I've got no more money left for carbon fiber. There's nothing wrong with carbon fiber, but I think uh, adding a little bit of nostalgia to the interior, mm. like so almost tooth, could almost. be hound tooth would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost backdating the interior. Almost a little bit, yeah. Houndstooth, uh, houndstooth inserts on the seats. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and even on the door panels, I think there's a way to integrate some of that. Okay. Well, the interior of the 996 for me, I could live with. Um, 
you know, I'd, I'd like I'd like it to be clean. I don't want any scratches on the leather. Or yeah. I don't want any scratches on the dash. I, if it's if it's a little rough, I'd like to restore it. Um, but when I had my nine nine six, I could live with it. The only thing I hated was the sort of dead Muppet carpet that was like on the bottom of the door, <laughs> yes. and in yeah. between the back two seats. Yes. I mean, that was like cheap and nasty carpet that you wouldn't put on the floor of your doghouse, let yeah. alone. No, if it was if it was green, if it was green, it would be a putting surface. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, um, maybe getting rid of that carpet somehow, and like the the bottom trim on the doors, maybe matching the center of the seats, maybe or like Singer does a really good job of that. If you see any of the the vintage cars that they they put out, they put out beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, getting rid of that dead Muppet carpet is (laughs) I'm all for. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Pat? I, I don't really have anything specifically. I kind of, kind of reserving and waiting to see what we have to start with, and going from there, and then looking at other vehicles out there for inspiration. So okay, I don't, I don't have anything right offhand that says, oh, we need to change this, we need to change that. My progression from a nine nine six to nine nine seven was that interior. That was one of my motivational changes. Is I didn't like that center console. I didn't like where the radio. And the vents were integrated and that roundness. I wanted, mm. I wanted more sharp lines what I got in the 997. Yeah. So is there a way to do something there different? Could you take parts from the 997 and put them in the 996? I think you probably could, but I think you then might as well start with the 997 project. Yeah. Like, to me, I feel like, I, I, I haven't asked you this question yet, but I, I'm not opposed to putting aftermarket equipment in the car. Sure. But with the 997 that I worked on, there was something nice about trying to keep it true to Porsche and true to the brand. Sure. <laughs> Even though I bought an aftermarket GT3 wing. Yep. Or a GT, uh, you know, the aero kit, it was identical to the OEM aero kit. It was just cheaper. Sure. sure. Going straight to yeah. Porsche. Yeah. Um, I think if, we, if I'm, you know, going to work on a 996, I'd like to create the best possible 996 without breaking the model of the 996. Their design rules. Like someone yeah. online actually um, suggested the other day that we uh, we do an upgrade of the fascia on the front to a 997. At which point, I mean, if you're going to turn a 996 into a 997, you might as well just buy a 997. Yeah. True, but I think there's I think there's validity in, in updating some looks like that. Okay. Um, you know, I think the you know the detail cues. There'll be true Porsche. Yeah. But the but I don't think we have to be purists. No, I, I don't think so either. Extent. But like I, I don't want to see like a you know, like a um a Mazda spoiler on the back of our Yeah, and, and I do not and, and, and it's and I and I don't want to turn it into a into a, a, a Honda weekend. Yeah. You know Boy Racer car. Boy racer car, yeah. 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 which by the way, Nick Murray the YouTuber says that my car is now a Honda Civic. <laughs> Nick Murray, you're wrong. <laughs> Such a cheeky bastard. Well, then, if, if we're looking at those types of design cues and things like that, then we need to look at what the final outcome that we envision this at the end of it. Is it something that we keep? Yeah. And it's shared amongst us and we use it for track days? Yeah. Or is it something that we look to put out into the marketplace and sell it? And what's our end audience? What would they be looking at? in a yeah. vehicle like what would you be looking at yourself in your first 911 well because well, we're not going yeah, to we can't old, we don't want to overbuild it out of a price point either that's true I mean, no definitely not yeah. we don't want to be making a 
a sixty thousand dollar nine nine six here. No. With nobody wanting. That's true. To buy it, or you wanting to buy it because it's so much in it. So, so long term, I'm not planning to own it because I physically can't drive a manual nine nine six. I tried. That's why I got the Tiptronic nine nine six because the gear shifter was basically underneath my knee. And every time I wanted to change gear, I had to lift the clutch up and my foot off the accelerator <laughs> so that I could move the gear. So I'm not going to be driving it. So that makes it easy. <laughs> then Patrick and I will decide what happens. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, and but, if you don't, if you can't drive the manual, that means I can't drive the manual. So, so by default, it looks like we're going to gift it to Steve. <laughs> Folks, you heard it right here. I have however many witnesses listen to this, but I um. I've had. I don't know what we. I don't know what we do. Frankly, all I know is that I'm already excited about doing this project with you guys, and then maybe doing another project. That's what yeah. I'm interested in doing. Yeah. Um, but I've had, I've had at least three or four people contact me through the YouTube channel saying, "I don't even know what nine nine six you're buying yet. I don't know what you're going to do to it, but I will buy it from you. Yeah. Just tell me when it's ready." Um, I'll buy it from you. Just please let me be the first person to put a bid on it. So sure. I think selling it hopefully won't be too much of an issue. But oh, sure. do we? I don't know. Do we track it? I quite like the idea of a I, tracker. I don't. I would like. I I would like to to bring it to a track weekend. Not saying that we just want to build a track monster. That's not the idea. Yeah. But to be able to build a car and have it perform well on a track setting where we're not restricted by speed limits and and oncoming traffic. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that that's appealing to me. Yeah. You know, to to test the car, test test the car to its, you know, to closer to its limits. Yeah, in a safer setting. Yeah, is appealing to me, and uh, and then I think that's a good selling point, also. I think so too. You know? Yeah, it's been Show like track tested. Yeah, track tested. This is this is what it did on the track, and it was fun, and yeah. you know, okay. The price just went up because now we don't want to sell it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, it's like right. one of those things. It's going to be, you know, it's right. just, I'd like to drive the car to see what we did. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. And I, you know, if I can lose weight and chop a few inches off my feet, then maybe I can give it a drive. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I can like VR headset into the GoPro. Yeah. That's... Like I'm sat next to you on the GoPro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, so Pat, I, I, I don't want to embarrass you or call you out, but I, I'm gonna say that you did lie a few minutes ago because I know for sure there's one thing you are thinking about already for this car. And it's blue. Oh yeah. People on the podcast don't know this, but we all know Patrick has got a thing for blue. His company logos, his shirts, his caps, yes. his stickers. Blue right if, now. Are you wearing blue tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you must have thought about something blue you want to do to the car. Do you want to you want to spray the car blue? <laughs> Well, and I've been looking at this on my own vehicle for a long time. It's it's blue accents on the rims. It's blue accent graphics. It's the interior, the trim, turning some of that blue. Yeah. So if it's a silver car like mine, blue accents. Yeah, okay. Like Those blue are... calipers. Yeah. I saw blue calipers on a, uh, I think it was a 997 a few weeks ago. It looked great. I've been looking at really it online. Oh, have you? Can I vinyl wrap it blue? Can I powder coat it blue? Yeah. Can I do it myself? I think like a silver with a blue would look great. Or black, I don't know. What do you reckon, Steve? Okay, so you guys will have to look this up after we're done here, but look up the singer, um, the commission, Mulholland. Okay. That one, it's a it's a dark blue car, and it's actually got topography of, of Mulholland Hills on the car that are 
that's part of the paint job. It's oh, insane. really? But the accent color, it's it's dark blue with orange as the accent color. Okay. And it is spectacular. Okay. And it's those, you know, I'll give it a look. Those color combinations like that. Uh-huh. And then, you know, if you take if you take a like a, a ducktail spoiler. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And Can I sign up for that spoiler, right now? <laughs> a ducktail spoiler that's kind of like an, a throwback to the old RS cars. Yeah. You know, those 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 are the types of liberties I want to take with this build. Yeah. And and throw some, you know, some throwbacks to some, you know, tips of the hat to yeah. previous um, generations of uh, yeah. excellence. So I'm going to do a shameless plug here for my friend Lee Sibley. Sure. Editor of Total 911 magazine. Go Very buy cool. the magazine. I watched his, his YouTube video that came up the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So he is that 911 guy on YouTube. Yeah. Like that 911 guy. Um, but he, he also just launched a podcast called Road to Redline. So here you go, Lee. Massive plug for you. But he took a 996 over the past year and uh, it had a wrap on it, took the wrap off, all the paint came with it. Oh, yeah. So he's resprayed it and it's now Irish green. He's put a, the point of this plug for yeah. Lee is that he put a ducktail on the back of his 996. Okay. And it looks amazing. And not just that, he put the sort of retro Porsche outline letters on the back. Not yes. the emblem, but yeah. it just yes. it looks like it's almost been stenciled on. That were the oh ones my that were God. Like on the 944. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. It looks so good. I mean, he has got such a tidy car. It is so good. That's cool. Something like that. And then you mentioned, was it the RS or the RSR? Yeah. Those kind of like racing accents without going yes. completely over the top. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> I, love that, I love that we're in agreement with it. You know, we're not, we're not screaming, no, it's got to be red. No, it's got to be blue. No, it's got to be black. Yeah. We have enough black cars around here. Yeah, we black, do. grays, and whites. That's right. Sat in front of my wife's white Highlander and my black Cayenne. <laughs> yes. And my gray 991 was just no longer gray. And my black box outside <laughs> <and my black laughs> silver yeah. 911. That's right. Well, like job-wise for me, um, as terrifying as it would be, I, I want to see what a transmission looks like. Yeah. And I want to see what a clutch looks like. Yeah. Even if they're fine when we take it apart and we just put it back together again, I want to take it apart. And, I, and like, can we clean it? Can we make it better somehow? Yep. I'm interested in that. The IMS bearing, the, the rear main seal, while we're in there with the clutch, I want to take that apart. And if it doesn't need replacing, fine. But just like, get it, like you mentioned earlier, getting that sort of more intimate, hands-on experience with this platform, with these cars. Yes. I want, because people talk about those all the time. Oh, my clutch is a bit sticky. My clutch is bad. Yeah. I don't know what that means, really. I want to see what it looks like. And what's I causing that. Yeah, exactly. So you push this and that happens and this happens and this all ch- turns around. And like, Jesus, that, that manual transmission behind you over there. Yeah. That nearly killed me lifting that out of the car. <laughs> so that, that made me same, feel like an old man. Yeah. That's the same transmission that's in my car. Right. And I've had that sitting on my chest before. Bloody hell. <laughs> I mean, that's like benching a small elephant. I mean, that's yeah. pretty heavy. Yeah. It's cool. So I've had the motor out of my car. And, wait, and wait. Know, how did that get on your chest? Well, when when you unbolt it and you're working alone. Oh my God. You <laughs> kind of have to lower it down. And then I lowered it down to my chest and then wheeled myself out from under yeah. the car and then weaseled my way out from under it. Oh my God. It's, it, it is what it is. But uh, um, so... It is interesting to understand how what what happens when you push the clutch. Yeah. How there's a there's a, a master cylinder and a slave cylinder, 
and and clutch line or brake line in between mm-hmm. that you know is full of fluid and that yeah. throws the throw out bearing and you know you, you get to understand how all that stuff works yeah and uh that's going to be a whole lot of fun so that's one thing with the videos that we're going to be doing i really kind of like a almost like a how-to series absolutely building this car <clears throat> yeah you I know mean, I, i'd love this to be like a i mean we're calling it project 996 i want the videos to be diy Yes. You know, so if, if, if there are other people out there that want a, a 996 project car, they can just follow us yep. with you doing the work and me being the monkey holding the camera. <laughs> yes, so no problem. So Steve will be under, he's going to drop on his chest. I'm going to grab him by the legs and pull him off. Exactly. You're going to be shooting the camera. I'll be slapping the both See, of you. We've got that figured out. Transmission 101. Right. But then uh, other things, like I know how to do the brake jobs now, so I'd be interested to go back and see if I still remember how to pull the calipers apart and put them back together again and yeah. at this point going all the way and actually taking them off stripping them down powder coating them yes you, know, you pick yeah. a color I just would love to pull that apart exactly and there's you know there and you know there's there's sites and I'm not going to throw any names out there but there's sites where you can get rebuild kits for mm. your calipers okay <laughs> so you can take them all apart send the calipers off to get powder coated have your have your new rebuild kit sitting here waiting for you when you get the powder coat back, and now you've got one hundred percent brand new calipers. Oh, nice! You know what? What's better than that? Yeah, I'd rather see the video of us powder coating it here and then him putting it into Ruthie's oven in the house. <laughs> we can definitely do that when I'm not here. <laughs> He's walking in the house and she's going, "Where are you going with that?" <laughs> I do not want to be implicated in that. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, honey. I got this. <laughs> Double over <laughs> exactly, somewhere. exactly. No, yeah. So they're the kind of jobs that I'm really excited about. Um, and I, I think, as much as I'm really excited to, you know, style it with you guys, I think just figuring out what's broken or what can be replaced and what can be fine tuned, I'm excited. Um, and I'm trying to keep an open mind as far as like specific mods and parts are concerned, because um, you know, at this point, I'm trying to push really hard on getting us. Um, various sponsors and so while there may be one type of exhaust that I really would like to see on there if the other exhaust manufacturer is going to sponsor us and give us a freebie mm-hmm. I'm I com- game I completely, <laughs> I completely agree with that yeah there, I don't think there's any specific parts that I'm that I'm killing, dying to see on the car mm-hmm. but you know there's certain things that I'd like to see that we can try and if we can get sponsored parts that's phenomenal I know I mean I've already been contacted by a couple of well known names in the sure. industry that have said hey if you put this thing in your car yeah. it's all yours just you know here's a flag put it in the background while we you know make the video without a doubt um, I, I'm totally game for that yeah yeah absolutely that wasn't Honda are we going for beer manufacturer so we can have a cooler in the back <laughs> that sounds good but I don't know should we be drinking beers while we wrench on our car that's got disaster all over it oh, I'll do it already <laughs> as, well, as, long, as long as I'm the only one not drinking I'm really <laughs> there you go. if the camera gets a little wobbly <laughs> we'll <touch it> off. <laughs> we could do a Jägermeister themed car like the old Jägermeister oh, like racer that? yeah oh, that, that yeah. was like a really deep kind of ivy green wasn't it no that was a bright orange Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look up the Jägermeister livery. Okay. That was a. That was a. That's iconic. Iconic. My dad's a big fan of Jägermeister. He'd come over and do a, a <laughs> shot for every time. I swear. <laughs> nice. 
That's cool. And tell me off. So he'll be passed out within the first half hour. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, guys, this has been our launch podcast. I'm super excited to get this going. Now, this podcast is going to be followed up almost immediately by video. We're going to figure out what we can film tonight in the time we've got. But um, hopefully it's just a few weeks before we get the car. I've already started writing my list of things I want to do. Perfect. We'll be back. More podcasts, more videos. Yes. Cool. Looking forward to it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. Nice chatting. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.